0: You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host Rhonda and today's topic uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. This is um In our series, Gateway to a New Economy, Um, if you have not checked out that series, I highly encourage you to. I will leave a link in the description uh, for you to check out that series. But um, over the last year, I kind of went into how inflation will become a thing of the economy, and I went into the specifics why it would become a thing in the economy, and here we are now. Uh, so, the purpose of this particular update is basically uh, I heard this from another YouTube channel, and they are right. Mainstream media isn't talking about it, but this is really, really huge because what's going on in China, uh, there's a run on some of the banks, okay? So what a run on the banks mean is basically, you go to the bank, try, la 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 to try to get to your funds, and you can't get to your funds, Because that bank has collapsed, okay? Now, we already had that happen uh, back when we had the stock market crash of 29, and we almost had it repeat again in the 2007-2008 crash. Uh, That's when Congress and Obama and team stepped in and did the massive bailouts Of those financial firms, Uh, that particular 2007-2008 crash was uh, more than just about the U.S. It was a worldwide crash. And the leading thing to that worldwide crash in that 2007-2008 was, guess what? Housing. Okay? So free money for housing. And that is exactly where we are today. Uh, Housing prices are way out of control. They are further priced up from the amount of equity gained in houses than it was in 2008. But folks are still running around like, no, this isn't a housing bubble. Now we're at the point where the quote, quote, experts, which to me they aren't experts at all, but nonetheless, uh, the public folks that most people listen to for financial advice are now warning of a housing market problems or trouble. Um, I also seen something else where the financial markets that buys, uh, housing loans are now, they don't want to buy housing loans. So what that means is it's going to be a tightening of money. Okay. And in addition to the tightening of money who always controls the flow of the money, like I said, uh, one of the he's the uh the godfather of the economy the fed reserve he's going to tighten the flow of the money by raising interest rates okay so that's what we are currently seeing going on it's no surprise to me Uh, we talked about that extensively in the gateway of a new economy series all right so um Now, Asia, or specifically uh, China, some of its smaller banks are literally doing bank runs where their depositors cannot get back their money, okay? And over in the U.S., and I'm assuming around the world, they are keeping this on the hush-hush, All right, so this is from uh, asiamarkets.com, and this is uh, the title of this. There's a run on Chinese banks, and it's being ignored by the world. Okay. In the autonomy of an economic crisis, a bank run is the point of no return. Bank runs occur when people scramble to withdraw cash from banks in fear of a collapse. In the worst cases, banks' liquid cash reserves are exhausted. Not everyone gets their money back and the bank defaults, okay? So just some basic thing about banks. For every dollar that they take in deposits, they lend out $10, okay? But when we're in the situation that we're in now, that ratio is higher. So meaning for every dollar of a cash deposit a bank takes in, they lend out $100, Okay, And no, I'm not being extreme by saying from every dollar that the bank takes in in deposits, they loan out $100. I'm not being in, in the extreme. I think I'm maybe being low. I haven't checked it. It's probably for one every $1, they lend out $1,000. But nonetheless, so if you can imagine, if we all ran to the bank and said, give me every dime of my money out of this bank and I'm not going to put no more in it, the bank literally would not be able to give everyone their money. That's what a bank run is called. Okay. Now, there are supposed to be uh, stress tests involved that banks go through to see how well they can handle such a crisis. And I followed it over the years, and especially after 2008, uh, they start making banks go through these stress tests. And over the last, uh, I would say, five years, banks have been getting worse and worse, with the stress test and really if you look at the data, they were never really recovered from that 2008 crash. All right, so just to give you a little background of what it means when they talk about bank runs. It's a grim scenario which fortunately has occurred rarely in history. The most significant bank runs in the United States took place during the 1930s Great Depression. More recently, there were runs on numerous banks during the financial crisis in 2008. In Asia, bank runs have also been rare. A run on Japanese banks in 1927, so notice... 1927 is not too far off from the 1929 crash that happened over in the U.S. You think that's a coincidence? No, no, it's not. But I'll continue. A run on Japanese banks in 1927 led to the collapse of dozens of institutions across the country. There was a banking crisis in memoir in. Uh, 2003, which the country has never fully recovered from, exactly, just like the U.S., and actually the world, never really fully recovered from the 2008 crash, but perhaps since the Great Depression, none has been significant compared to what seemingly unfolded in China right now the Chinese bank run of 2022. In recent years, it has become clear the Chinese people are losing faith in their financial institutions. There's been anger over harsh C-19 lockdowns in Shanghai recently, and um, we talked about that on a live show where I played a um, Twitter post where uh, folks were screaming out of um, their high-rises where they were made to stay indoors. It was quite scary, to be honest. Uh, So, folks have been angry over the lockdowns in Shanghai recently. While the collapse of China, Evergrande saw rare public demonstrations as residents faced the prospect of losing their life savings used as deposits for housing. Whoa. Okay, so let's see uh what they're talking about in this video. I didn't play this video, I just That's noticed. That. It! That's it! That's it! 知道吧? 老百姓 对, 然后没有到期的 As you can see, um, that was from uh, Rudder's YouTube channel. So, and the title of that video is Angry Protest at Headquarters of China Evergrande as uh, property. So, China for quite some time over the last couple years has been going through a housing collapse. So just a, a real quick high-level rundown of what has been going on in China. Um, they were also like the U.S. in 2008 and then really just recently with investors buying properties um, up and and the, the bank and all of these investment firms loaning out these uh, all of this money And in addition to that, it created ghost cities. So go look up on YouTube ghost cities in China. It will have your mouth dropped where you have a lot of unfinished properties sitting or fully finished properties sitting vacant and literally decaying. Okay, so you had a lot of free money going on in China, quote, quote. And when I say free money, I mean the banks lending it out very easily, which creates a bubble. And now we're in the collapse phase. Now, what makes it worse in China is they're a little different than the U.S. when they take out um, mortgages. They don't get, take out, typically take 30-year mortgages. As a matter of fact, I don't think that they can. I think their mortgages are like seven years, something like that, seven or 10 years. Um, They put a substantial amount of money down um, on them because in China, you cannot, own land. You can only lease land, and I think the longest you can lease the land is 99 years. Uh, But nonetheless, so those people that were pitching a fit on um, Evergrande, you can understand why. Like the one lady said, they sold two of their properties to uh, get into this Evergrande thing, and they're like, now you trying to sit up here and tell us that you all are in a collapse? We're losing everything, okay? So, literally, that's like you going to put a down payment on a house, and the developer goes bust. And they like, well, hey, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know when I'm going to be able to run you your ends. Now, remember, it's not like the U.S. where you could put down a minimum, I think of what is it, like 3%, uh, depending on what type of loan you get, and 20% for a um, traditional loan for a fund fed. A Fed-funded loan, so uh, Freddie and Fannie, I think it's 3%. And then for a traditional mortgage, it's 20%. But it's much, much higher in China, okay? So imagine you didn't put all of your eggs in this basket, and now they're like, oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, So, return our money, the Evergrande protesters chanted at Evergrande headquarters in Shaxing in 2021. Okay, like I told y'all, China's housing has been collapsing at least, family, since 2018. It's been signs of collapsing. Go look up ghost cities, and those ghost cities could be older than that. The Songbook is eerily similar at branch banks in a number of China's rural provinces right now. Multiple sources contacted by Asian markets have confirmed deposits at the following six banks have been frozen since mid-April. So, child, I can't butcher these names up. So, um, I'm just gonna read the little, um provinces, uh, so there's, uh, I think that's Shushang City, uh, one at the city of Shanghai, Samandian City, City of Khafing, um, Benjbu, Hayekshan, and I apologize, I know I'm butch- butchering those names, okay, so that's, that's six banks in those particular provinces. It's understood the banks with branches across the Henan and Anhu provinces successively issued announcements in April stating they would suspend online banking and mobile banking services due to a system update. Chow, now they're going to sit up here and play games with people scratch. Up there talking about a system update? So I'm assuming that these particular branches, um, these particular banks have multiple branches. Child, and they're going to try to play with people talking about a system upgrade. At the same time, clients reported their electronic deposits in online accounts, mobile apps, and third-party platforms could not be withdrawn. This led to depositors rushing to local bank branches only to be told they were unable to withdraw funds. By late May, images emerge of Chinese social media of demonstrations at the front of numerous bank branches. Asia Markets has verified these images with local contacts. Okay, so here they're showing, um, you know, below folks standing out there protesting. Now, I have to say, China do not play with their censorship. They are tightly, tightly locked down on their uh, censorship over there. Uh, I remember... I visited the country years ago, I was using the internet and 90% of the stuff, I was just trying to look up and it it wasn't nothing. It's conspiracy and nature. None of that. Just regular stuff. China wasn't having it, child. Just simple searches. I couldn't get anything returned on it. And they brought up Chinese related things. And you can feel the sense of censorship over there. When you go through customs, they don't play. Your nerves uh, be in a bundle. I'm like, why am I nervous? It ain't like I'm doing something. Literally, they're looking at my passport, looking at the passport, looking at me, looking at the passport, looking at me. And I'm looking at him, looking at my passport, like, okay, so how many black women are there in China with locks? But, okay, I ain't finna say that because I don't feel like being locked up. So the censorship is off the chain over there. So it's not surprising to me that uh, this information is not um, being broadcast worldwide, although... Although, it is the responsibility of the media. Let me tap my microphone. It is the responsibility of the media. You know the media? Y'all have all this money? I'm I'm just a YouTube person. Why am I reporting on this and not you? But I continue. According to one user on the Chinese social media platform WeChat, the protests are ongoing but are rarely mentioned in Chinese press. It has caused widespread concern on the Internet, but the media attention is not high. The highest degree of concern is the four banks in Henan. All right, so the people banks... Uh, the People's Bank of China has responded to the rural bank run. It issued a statement on April 25th. And, child, I, I can't believe they ain't had these people in since April. <sighs> the People's Bank of China is highly concerned. At present, relevant departments have launched an investigation. The People's Bank of China will cooperate with the relevant departments to protect the rights of financial consumers. Chow. So I think the People's Bank of China is like their Fed Reserve family. All right, so it said, fraud scheme blamed following the public protest and the People uh, People's Bank of China statement. The China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission reveals it is investigating fraudulent activity carried about by the Henan New Fortune Group, the largest shareholder of the four banks listed above in the Henan province. It's understood the commission is working with police to investigate allegations that the group uh, colluded with bank insiders to misappropriate bank funds. Anti-CCP group Bandbook.org reported the following: According to a call recording between depositors and police officers, a company named Henan New Fortune Group Investment Holding Company uh, Ltd. is suspected of illegally absorbing public deposits, and the amount is huge. <laughs> Now, I try to say this to not get in trouble. Do you all understand? Control. The talk about a control starts with the G, ends with an N. Do you all understand? Starts with a G, ends with the N control. I'll pause. So imagine you try to go get your ends since April. Now this America now. Ju- just imagine that. Now you know Americans. Uh, We may be a lot of things, but you play with our ends. Uh, Let me continue. Bank runs contagion to sweep across China. Regardless of the cause, the developments raise concerns, raise serious questions about the health of China's and its regulatory oversight. The more immediate concern, however, is the prospect of contagion, which could see the so far rural-only bank run spread to bigger cities. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There is evidence it's already happening. In one of the only mainstream international media articles to report on the unfolding situation, local residents highlighted the seriousness of the situation and the likelihood of a contagion. Now, this is from the Financial Times on June 9th. Some depositories such as, I don't know if that's you and I don't think that she, because I think she is X, I, Uh, but the XU have already lost trust in the system. The 39-year-old said he had withdrawn all his deposits from 10 other small banks that had promised him an annualized yield of more than 4%. Another depositor, a 30-year-old father, said he had placed more than 900,000 Ramumbi. And his villages banked since 2020 at a return of 4.1%. I felt like being slaughtered, he said, declining to give his name. He drove overnight to negotiate with the bank, banking regulators in Xinzhou, capital of Henan, in mid-May. Whew. This is the money my wife and I have saved together since we got married. I had to lie to her that I was away at work, baby. Now, I don't know how much that is in U.S. money, but I'm assuming, and I, and I guess it really don't matter. Does it really matter? Does it really matter if it's $2? If that $2 is your life savings and what's sustaining you and your family, what does it really matter? On Twitter, a video of a large line at the ICBC Bank in China, one of China's largest state-owned banks, posted on Tuesday, June 9th, suggested contagion is in progress. Translated to English, the tweet reads, The bank card system is locked, and these people are here to unlock it. Massive runs are coming. This is serious, fam. Blogger Jennifer Zing has reported major issues with withdrawing cash from banks in Shanghai in recent days. The uncertainty, no doubt, exacerbated by the prospect of more lockdowns Oh, God. As the C-19 cases spike again. (sighs) Wow. This is a lot, fam. So, uh, all right. This is me with the tinfoil hat on. This is not this article saying this. This is me. So, in Shanghai, Chinese residents were on lockdown, and now we have a banking crisis, a banking run. Oh, okay. Okay. In the U.S., We have the talk of control, starts with the G, ends with the N. We have record breaking inflation that has been the highest in 40 years. Now they're finally admitting there is a housing bubble. And Uh, the feds are going to raise interest rates once again but yet we have the talks of a control starts with the G ends with the N okay let's continue with the article all banks in Shanghai have restricted depositors from withdrawing money a bank run is about to sweep China, she said. Should the world be worried about Chinese banks? The lack of reporting about the clear signs of a bank run in China is somewhat surprising. As HSBC, I think that's like Hong Kong something bank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but everybody, I mean, in the U S we know HSBC as HSBC, China's Fang Lu puts it. The rise of China as a global economic power has caused concern that a crisis in Chinese banking could lead to a worldwide downturn, similar to the global financial crisis. While many analysts believe China's banking system was widely immune to Evergrande crisis, cracks are beginning to emerge. And should this bank run intensify, already volatile global markets could be faced with a black swan event even more significant than Evergrande. So those of us in the U.S., do you all now Understand the excessive drop in the stock market. Okay? Because no matter what they tell you, all of these economies are tied together. It's a worldwide economy. So, the U.S., uh, we already have our problems with inflation. And we have a housing bubble, uh, inflation to the point, gas prices, $7, $8, $5 being the average. Housing, unaffordable housing, a rise in food cost, a shortage in goods and food supply, We just had a shortage in baby formula, and they they still haven't gotten that back on the shelf properly. So that's just the problems that the U.S. is having. When I am telling you that the massive drop that you're seeing in the stock market is because of a worldwide economy crash. i.e. reset, okay? And when it crashes, that's when they're going to stand back up, come in with the solution of a new economic system, and it would be moving the world off of paper currency onto a digital currency system. All right? So this is serious stuff, fam. So uh, that's it for this article. Uh, Shout out to asiamarkets.com. This came out two days ago. There's a run on Chinese banks, and it's being ignored by the world. Okay? Um, So just... um, just just another source just to show you, but it's still not being widely reported. This is from Financial Times talking about a run on uh, China local banks spur fears over health of regional um, lenders. Okay, so I'm not going to go through this, um, but just to give you just another um, view of what... Um, Somebody else reporting on it. Because very few people are reporting on it. And then you see... Uh, they're trying to use this line... Uh, the press of China... Trying to use this line that it's based on C-19. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? So... Uh, just so you... Keep aware of what's going on, because we talked about this last year. I talked about this the beginning of this year. I told you it was coming. Now, this was not me uh, spiritually getting this. It was just basic economics. Okay? Regarding inflation, I told you inflation was coming. I told you the Fed was going to raise rates, which he has already raised them, and he's still not done. So this is from NPR, four things to know as the Fed embarks on its biggest fight against inflation in years. Um, So this is saying the Federal Reserve is about to deliver its biggest punch yet in the fight against surging inflation. Uh, Let me see when this article came out. Okay, this was uh, last month. Policymakers start a two-day meeting on Tuesday, and they are widely expected to raise interest rates by half a percentage point, the largest rate hike in more than two decades. It is a clear sign of the urgency with which the Fed is approaching inflation as prices continue to climb at the fastest pace in 40 years. And the Fed won't be done there. The central bank is likely to keep pushing borrowers borrowers, or borrowing costs higher in the months to come. Here's a quick look at the Fed's battle plan. Why is the Fed raising interest rates? The central bank is worried that prices are climbing too rapidly as people continue to spend money from shopping for stuff to booking long delayed vacations. Is that really what it is? No, it's not. See, What they really don't want to say. All right. But like I've been done told y'all, inflation was caused by the very, very low interest rates and the bank loaning out money like a drunken sailor which sparked the demand specifically for housing. Okay? That's why the price of housing has skyrocketed. All right? That's what caused inflation. Okay? Demand is so strong, it's outpacing what businesses can deliver. No, that's not true either. Uh, What's outpacing demand was the shutdown. Uh, y'all want to act like you forgot that? When the world shut down and there were no, no goods being produced and the supply chain got all jacked up. So let's not play here. And I specifically said when a certain crisis happened that that crisis would be used as a root cause for a global crash. And China's already using that excuse for bank runs. Okay, so uh, they're claiming that demand is so strong, it's outpacing what businesses can deliver, given that global supply chains are still fragile and employers are still struggling to find enough workers. Okay, so the the part about um, them struggling to find enough workers, that part is absolutely correct. Uh, Because we also have to factor in, remember when they were giving out all them STEMIs? Remember I told you that that STEMI money wasn't free? Well, a lot of people like, you know what? I'm not going back to work. They can go on and have several seats. I wasn't getting paid that much, no way. So I'm going to give them that part about there definitely being a a shortage of people willing to work, all right? A key measure from the uh, Commerce Department last week showed prices had surged 6.6% during the 12 months ending in March. That's more than three times the Fed's target rate for inflation and the sharpest increase in prices since 1982. Okay, so, I mean, I was young in 82, uh, but I know my baby boomers. Y'all remember the inflation in the 80s and what was the interest rates for homes in the 80s? Weren't they double-digit, if I'm not mistaken? Like 12 13% and you had to have um, a nice little down payment. And that's why uh, people were making a lot of money from investments on bonds. Because the the uh, payout on the bonds, the interest rates were high. So that's saying a lot. If the interest rates are far, I'm far. I'm sorry. Far as the inflationary rates are compared to the eighties. Okay. So for you youngins, when you hear the term Reaganomics, that's what they're talking about. And in the 80s, there was a huge shakeup, and that particular shakeup was the U.S. economy was moving from an industrializing economy, so meaning from a factory economy, to a service economy. And a lot of layoffs happened, because a lot of the U.S. companies, the manufacturers went overseas. So it destroyed, it started destroying places like Detroit, uh, Cleveland, all of those uh, cities, the rust belt cities that had industrial manufacturing. So all of those good middle class jobs were being wiped out. And what I am telling you all, the same thing is happening now, okay? We are moving to a digital economy. We are moving from a service economy. So the service economy included the jobs of, you know, uh, retail, um, Still, the little manufacturing that was left, uh, that includes uh, trucking, um, all of those types of jobs, anything, in other words, anything that they can possibly have robots do and computers do, that's what's going to happen because they're ushering in robotics and AI. So that's even including those profes- some professional jobs too, a lot of professional jobs actually. So it's going to hit the medical field, it's going to hit the legal field. It's going to be huge. And it is being predicted that it'll be larger than it was in the 80s from going from a manufacturing economy to a service economy, okay? That's why it was talked in the last presidential campaign about universal basic income. And the presidential candidate that was talking about it, and I think even Richard Branson talked about it as well, that there there will be millions of job losses. And that's going to be worldwide, okay? So it is going to, uh, there is going to be a need for um, some sort of safety net and universal basic income uh, is what has been tested, okay? It is currently being tested now, all right? Just like they are rolling out robotics now retail is already rolling it out from the restaurant industry so it's already here even the police stations they got a robotic police dog and everything i don't know how that blood's gonna make it (laughs) if his parts gonna get stripped down but nonetheless it's being tested Okay, Uber already have been heavily invested in um, self-driving cars. Uh, I know they did it for the trucking industry. It's already built. They're already testing it. And even down to their own uh, automatic cars. So meaning instead of having the drivers, they have their own cars. Okay, so it's already here. It's in testing mode. So the Fed hopes to tamp down demand and ease inflation by making it more expensive. I told you by making it more expensive to borrow money. The Fed raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point in March and it expected to follow up. This week, with the first half-point rate hike since 2000. Now, in the Fed's raggly defense, Blood told you he was going to raise rates. He told you last year in the fall, he told you uh, uh, last year in the fall, he said, you know, if this continues, then, you know, I I may have to raise them. I told you he was going to raise them. Then he came back in January and said, Yeah, I'm pretty much gonna have to raise them. So it's not like they don't be telling telling folks. But as long as you're relying on mainstream media, you're gonna always be 10 steps behind. Okay? Because in their defense, they do give you disclosure. Now I'm not saying it's uh, right that mainstream media be tap dancing around. I'm just telling you the game. How much will Fed? How much will the Fed raise interest rates? Potentially a lot more. Experts say interest rates may have to significantly to reduce demand after the Fed kept borrowing costs at rock bottom levels through much of the pandemic. On average, Fed policymakers said at their March meeting, rates would need to rise nearly two full percentage points this year with additional rate increase increases next year. That's a, that's a lot. Two full percentage points. That's a lot, fam. That's a heck of a lot. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the central bank will keep a close eye on how the economy performs and adjust the pace of rate hikes as needed. But Powell thinks the feds usually practice of raising rates a quarter point at a time may not be enough. I told you that two percent. That's a lot. He suggests the central bank needs to move aggressively up front and then reassess as needed. It is appropriate, in my view, to be moving a little more quickly, Powell told an International Monetary Fund, so the IMF, forum last month. Let's be clear, IMF already knew what was going on because, again, like I done set up and told y'all, these things are planned out in far advance. Powell answers to the IMF. China Nam answers to the IMF. Like every other world economy, Answers to the IMF. The IMF controls the world's economy, and at the IMF level, they are responsible for implementing worldwide policies and financial resets. They plan out 100 years in advance. And the IMF, (laughs) they're not even the ruler. It rolls up to the biggest pimp of them all. The P to the O to the P to the E. And not the one that you think. Not that one. Okay? This is an empire. It is a worldwide empire. All right. So that's what Powell told IMF. I also think, oh, and just to to recap, the IMF came out, was it last year? Either last year or the year before. And said, uh, they give the stamp for digital currency. They gave the stamp for a digital worldwide currency. So again, I am telling you that what the world is currently experiencing with this financial collapse, because make no mistake about it, we are literally in a quote-unquote financial collapse slash reset. It is a reset, and it is planned. I also think there's something in the idea of front-end loading whatever accommodation one thinks is appropriate. How will rising borrowing costs affect the economy? Rising interest rates make it more expensive to take out a car loan or carry a balance on a credit card. They are also... They also raised the cost of buying a home. There you go. And that's what crashed the housing market last time, purposely, okay? Because the banks, a run on the banks were happening back then in 2008. And um, I forget old boy's name Greenspan. Greenspan was uh, the Fed Reserve back then. He was raising them interest rates. It's the same scenario all over again, fam. So they also raised the cost of buying a home. Mortgage rates have already soared above 5% in, a, in anticipation. For the Fed's actions, up from three percent a year ago, that adds about three hundred and seventy to monthly payments on a medium-priced home. Okay, and housing prices are already—they're skyrocketed. It's—it's it, it's ridiculous. Those prices that they have now, I'm like, I—I I know y'all smoking. You got to be. Because you out of your rabbit, so-and-so, if you think I would ever. But let's continue. The Fed's intent in raising rates is to discourage spending just enough to bring down inflation without tipping the economy into a recession, what economists call a soft landing. That's the same thing that Greenspan said. No, it ain't going to be no soft landing. But let's continue. That's our goal, Powell said. I don't think you'll hear any more at the Fed say that that's going to be straightforward or easy. Some analysts are skeptical that the central bank can strike that delicate balance, having waited until inflation has climbed so high. So do you think that uh, Powell just sat back and said, oh, let me just let inflation rise, rise, rise? Oh, I don't think it's going to rise. Now let me uh, raise interest rates. No, they knew exactly what they were doing because they control the money supply. They are the reason that inflation occurs. They warned the kind of aggressive action that now, that's now needed to control prices is likely to trigger an economic turndown. Deutsche Bank, a German lender, and major Wall Street firm last, last week forecasted a major recession next year. and i'm going to tell you get ready this year typically october is when all hell breaks break loose so look for the fall for dramatization to be to to jump, jump off from a financial perspective because it's already starting anytime there's a run on banks Plus, uh, the inflation over here, just get ready. Okay? They're already telling you, uh, you better not sit up on your tail and depend on this supply chain. Those concerns contributed to last week's sharp sell off in the stock market. Mm-hmm. So, again, Deutsche Bank was told to come on out and say get ready for a major recession. I mean, they said get ready for a major recession. Uh, I'm telling you, the run on the banks in China is the reason why it was a major uh, uh, sell-off. Okay? So I don't know if y'all remember, early in the year, Middle of the year, you had those big executives selling off a lot of stock. I already knew what time it was. Because they always sell high and buy low. I'm going to say that for the slow ones in the back, especially folks running around here like they are gurus. Getting people to pay them money for advice. And they, uh, them same said, people wind up getting fleeced every time. The big money people sell high. So when the stock market was high. You started seeing them big guys sell their stuff. And they always buy low. Go back and look at the trades that Tesla made. He started selling stock when Tesla was doing real good. While the average person was buying that stock at a very high price. And Tesla stock is overvalued. It is overvalued. Do your research. It's going to continue to fall. And that's not the only one overvalued. Most of them are overvalued. And that is including in the crypto space. Just like housing is way overvalued because you're not supposed to be buying high. Okay? So, what other steps is the Fed taking? In addition to raising interest rates, the Fed is expected to announce plans to gradually reduce the collection of government bonds and mortgage-backed securities that it bought during the pandemic. So, <clears throat> child. Ooh, let me go and sip this water again, child. <sighs> So, Big Daddy, Jerome Powell, the Fed Reserve Chair, he's going to raise them interest rates. So he's going to make it more expensive to borrow money because remember, he's the bookie. And guess what? I'm not buying your debt no more. Because that's what that means, a collection of government bonds and mortgage-backed securities that it bought during the pandemic. Because that's how the economy was sustaining itself. Big Daddy was buying that debt. So when I told y'all them stimmies weren't free, uh, uh, that's what I meant. So them whatever amount of stimmies you was getting them PPP loans, all of that crap, which is still only just a small portion of the spending that went on. So as your degenerate gambling, Congress people were spending money that Big Daddy was lending them, and they couldn't pay their bills because that's what that means when Big Daddy got to come back in and buy your bonds and the mortgage-backed securities... He said, I ain't finna do that no more. So I'm finna charge you more points on these ends uh, that you want to borrow from me and I'm not buying uh, your collateral. Your collateral is no more good. I don't want that no more. So if the Fed isn't buying mortgage-backed securities anymore, And all that means, fam, is all them loans that the bank, them home loans that the bank loan out, they're bundled up in a package and they are sold on Wall Street. Remember I told you earlier that Wall Street has slowed up buying them. Now it's to the point where they're not buying them. And so Big Daddy has stepped in, Fed Reserve, and started buying them, but now he ain't finna buy them. So that hence is a housing crisis. That's what they're telling you when they're saying. Big Daddy ain't finna buy his debt no more. The world don't want it. Your collateral is trash. Buying those bonds help pump money into the economy and keep borrowing costs low. Reducing the feds holding should have the opposite effect Tamping down demand and helping to curb inflation. Yes, it will curb inflation. But it's going to cause a recession. Because without that money coming in the door to these companies, they're going to start laying off. They're going to start cutting costs. That's what this article is not telling you. I'm telling you. You're gonna the next talk, you're gonna start hearing them talk about. And I'm gonna give them to fall. I'm gonna give them to fall. They're gonna start talking about a recession. Companies are gonna start talking about layoffs. And let's understand this is the reason why. Because Big Daddy said, You want to borrow from me, blood? you're going to pay more points on this money because this is what he's saying to the banks and that's what the banks are going to say to the businesses and to anybody else coming to borrow money. You're going to pay more points on this money and you got to give me some collateral. Uh, That's good. And the feds is no longer going to float government's collateral via their bonds or for banks, the mortgage-backed securities. It's a secondary tool, but it does remove quite a bit of liquidity. So meaning it removes a lot of bit of that easy money and accommodations from the system. Says uh, Kathy, Busjanksik of Oxford Economics. So, this is from NPR. um, And they gave you this back in May of this year. Four things to know as the Fed embarks on its biggest fight against inflation. All right? So, I'm telling you that we are... In a recession. Okay? Not that we're going into one. We're already into it. We are in a housing crisis. Once they start seeing those things, we're already right in the middle of it. Okay? Make no mistake about it. The bigger view of all of what I am discussing, the bank run in China, uh, this uh, inflationary stuff over here, and the recession. This is just ushering in a huge economic reset that we are currently witnessing. And once this shake up happens, and this is going to be a worldwide shakeup. And once this shake up happens, they're going to stand up a new financial system and that new financial system will be digital. And the spiritual component to that again is because since the frequency of the planet is changing, they must have a currency, right? Currency, flow of energy, flow of a current. That must change also. So it must go from petrol based dollar paper to digital AI robotics. Okay. So, we'll keep an eye on this, fam. Um, I definitely wanted to give you an update on the Gateway to a New Economy series um, because I was shocked when I saw it in passing about the run on the banks in China. Uh, They little local banks. I'm like, child, what? Ain't nobody said a thing over here in the U.S. That's huge. Okay? So, There you have it, fam. Uh, I hope you got some use out of this. If you are not subscribed to us, I highly (laughs) suggest that you like this video, share, and subscribe. This is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. I wish everyone well on this Tuesday. Peace and love, family. What?